0: Welcome to a special unscheduled edition of the weekly hook, I guess. Just Chris and Rashad react to movie time. <laughs> Where your hook is Chris and Rashad, and today we're going to need a team. How are you feeling, Chris? I'm good. I'm loving this energy you've
1: like brought forth to talk about this topic. And I'm I'm excited. I can tell you're excited. And yeah, let's talk about it. What are we going to talk about today, Rashad?
0: Today, we're going to react to the D&D movie, Honor Amongst Thieves, or Among Thieves. I don't know the actual title. I should have prepped more for this, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Heck yeah, we are. And if you want to support the show, visit us at SerialTheHook.com or on Twitter, I guess, or wherever you get your podcast. you can subscribe to the show. And yeah, here we are. And I guess, without further ado, What's Wrong With My Lips?
1: Uh, so, Dean, Honor Among Thieves, um, I we're, this is not structured at all, you might be able to tell, dear listener.
0: This is going to be a spoiler-free conversation, just so that we're all aware. So you can feel uh, safe to listen to this episode, and we're not going to spoil any of the plot of this show, just to tell you our thoughts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I might give some examples from like a per- player perspective of things that show up in the movie, but it's not going to actually impact the viewing
0: experience I think. Owl bears. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> what a coincidence that was. Like if any of you have yep. listened to our D&D stuff, which I think you really should, the first thing we did was owl bears. And this in this episode, in this movie, wow, love it. Owl bears <laughs> for the freaking win.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And that's actually something I wanted to talk to you about like because you've now have have had some experience playing D D over i think like 25 episodes something like that so how was it like for you who, had, who now you know has had some exposure to the game uh which is obviously this movie is based on um how was it for you to watch this movie
0: First of all, love the movie. Thought it was hilarious, fun ride. I mean, not the biggest philosophical quandary movie, (laughs) but it was really entertaining, and that's great, and it was creative. I think the aspect of actually having D&D experience really did enhance my understanding and love of the movie. I think because in some ways, for me, this could be entirely different for other people who have much, much more experience with D&D than I do, but it captured the... The randomness sometimes of dice rolling and that sometimes you mm-hmm. want to do something but you just like epically fail and fall flat on your face and that's part of the d and d experience as well so I thought that that was a really cool like intricate aspect of how they designed the the direction of the entire film and that's reflective of the experience of the dD player as well so such a really good and immersive experience and just was enhanced by my very limited knowledge of the game
1: yeah cool I mean, that that makes me very happy to hear as someone who's kind of I guess guided you to D&D. I have no idea um yeah it was it was really cool to see as someone who has been playing d and d for five years now, i think um to just see a lot of great things, some of them staples, some of them lore, some of them just like about the history of certain things. In the game or out, even outside of the game, to just see that depicted, and it was it was definitely an enjoyable movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. I have to say, I didn't I didn't expect much from it going into it. I, I for example, I did watch the trailer, and I thought, like, okay, this is going to be a fun you know fun little thing. I don't, as you said, I don't expect this uh, movie to you know talk about some big moral quandary or whatever and that i think it totally delivered that um on a more bigger scale picture i think it's 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 an effective ad for the game which is definitely something that this movie is supposed to be and it was really weird to see hasbro everywhere because of course the game dungeons and dragons is owned by a company called wizards of the coast which is owned by hasbro uh, so, oh yeah i was reminded of that and but overall this was a really fun joyride experience for me <laughs> oh my god i can't believe you prepared that interesting
0: oh my god did i throw you off your rhythm
1: uh no no, not too much um for me personally uh it felt a little bit like marvel-esque in in the the feel like the feel of the movie you know i don't know how you felt about that
0: yeah for sure in the way that it melded humor and action and Mm. i thought it was marvel when it's good if that makes sense. Yeah. Not Marvel when it's not, doesn't make sense. Or when Marvel, when it's too lory And I think that's not the point of Marvel or the mm-hmm. MCU in particular. And I don't think that's the point of this movie because you could watch this film, not knowing anything about D and and you'll have a good time because it's funny. It's human. It has in the way that it, it depicts emotions and character arcs. And it's just a fun, like little ride. And it is a creative twist on things we've seen so many times heist movies team-up movies action movies whatever it is but it is just creative and it has a lot of different things in it but for people who also like DD, it is just full of so much like lore and interesting backgrounds it's just it's there it doesn't smack you over the head with it but it mm. is all there and i found it to be really fun
1: yeah and it's funny i mean you already mentioned albers, which are just such an epic and well-known D&D creature that you fought in your campaign. And there were actually many more creatures that I would have had you fight against, but you were already too uh, too powerful for that. Uh, <laughs> so if if I had started you down a lower level, you would have definitely faced up against, for example, a gelatinous cube in some sort of dungeon. That would have been fun.
0: That's so funny. I love <laughs> the gelatinous cube. Just the name of it. Just yeah. great.
1: It's a really good monster to encounter in like some sort of dungeon as a trap uh, for lower level players and um yeah I loved how they integrated it into the um into the like plot it was a perfect placement um I also really liked I have to say some of the performances some of the casting I thought I felt like Hugh Grant really had a had a <laughs> he, he seemed like he had no idea what was going on but he had a lot of fun.
0: He had a field day. He was yeah. just really loving it. I just his <sighs> oh appearance God. and his like centrality to the movie really surprised me on one hand, but yeah. I really loved it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. And like the cameos as well. I won't spoil anything, but there's one in particular that I didn't see coming at all, a halfling and it was so ridiculous. Um, I was mouth. just
0: like, "What?" Mouth agape, being like, yeah. "This is unbelievable <laughs> that they agreed for this person to do it."
1: Yeah, for sure. I I've heard from people who are kind of in the D and D sphere as well who have D and D podcasts of themselves, like by themselves. That like sort of the criticism that 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 was a chance, like an opportunity not really taken. That there could have been really famous people attached to D and D coming up with cameos for example the cast of critical role um that you know is kind of the one of the hu- huge brand ambassadors of this game but i'm pretty sure they're going to save that for later on because as far as i know there's going to be at least like a mini series that is going to be dnd related in the future and uh, yeah i don't know the uh, i just loved i don't know like it was a decent just on a, on the face of it Again, decent action movie, but, I don't know, the D&D stuff just, like, elevated it to a whole nother level. I loved all of the different spells they used, especially uh, that were so recognizable. And it was like, oh, this is Big B's hand. This is <laughs> Evo's Black Tentacles. This is Time Stop. And all of these things. Uh, and just, yeah, g- generally the... um. It just nailed the experience of playing the game it felt like a campaign the way backstories were integrated the the way also items were uh kind of forgotten about discovered used was really great twists on different um different enemies and my personal favorite the paladin so good so good i don't know how you felt about them
0: with the paladin in particular i thought that it was like it really described to me like i only had one experience fighting a paladin and Mm -hmm. your descriptions of what a paladin was when we were choosing characters and it was like a perfect like example of that and it was just like yes this makes exactly all the sense in the world
1: yeah uh, which is super, super funny as well, because now you can just play all sorts of different kinds of paladins, and it's not as rigorous, but back in the day before fifth edition, basically every paladin you played had to be that kind of way.
0: Oh. Uh, it was
1: like it was like built into the character. you had to adhere to these like really good ideals, and if you stray, you basically lose all of your power.
0: Oh, so that's how they nerfed the power of the paladin.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was like very constraining, unfortunately, as well. But now they've, you know, you have, for example, I played a paladin that's, you know, you can, the the source of the power is like a divine oath they take. And my paladin didn't, (laughs) very different to this character in this movie, uh, chose an oath of vengeance, uh, which is something Ohio would really like as well, probably. But um you know it's a very different take on the paladin and there are multiple other ones that just put a different twist on it um but yeah the way it was performed here and written so well done some of the funniest moments in here
0: yeah just an overall fun ride i don't have any like as specific examples maybe mm. as you bring up your examples i'll react because it's been a while since i've seen the film yeah uh but it's a great i don't know it's great it's fun i'm happy yeah.
1: I really liked the uh, the look of the movie. I thought it was like beautifully shot. Some of the some of the scenes in there, I thought like, wow, this is really good stuff. Some of the things not as much, but overall, just the, the landscapes were beautiful. Um, and I believe
0: I, it was shot um, on location in many places, but then also it was a mix. So yeah. it was, I think, a really good balance of green screen or whatever cgi technology they use plus uh on location and i think that it's a lesson for a lot of shows and and another genre content that is being shot almost entirely in the volume or Mm. on green screens or they don't actually go places because the diversity of the landscapes as well was quite impressive and the way that it juxtaposed The prison area from wherever it is, from like the Mm -hmm. cities, from what was it, Baldur's Gate? Was they had the final conflict? Oh no,
1: the the final conflict was still uh, that was all Neverwinter, I think. Neverwinter, that's it. Yeah, which was also funny. Yeah, they mentioned uh, that and uh, Waterdeep as well, which are two of the biggest settlements in uh, the Sword Coast, which this movie is kind of located at. Which is so funny because we in our campaign also. A lot, a lot of it takes place in Neverwinter and the Underdark, which is, you know, where most of this story takes place. Which again, huge coincidence. But I, I, I immediately thought of you when, uh, when that kind of became clear. I was like, oh, this is this is going to be super interesting for a shot.
0: Yeah, it was so fun. I felt like I was in a world that I knew. And if I feel like if the D and D world is so big, so if they went anywhere yeah. else, I would be like, meh. I don't know anything about this, but mm-hmm. because they were in a space that I even understood, I felt like it was talking to me very specifically. They had like <laughs> Arakakuras, which we've had contact yeah. with. They were in Neverwinter, the Underdark, like all these mentioning Baldur's Gate on the side, like all these places <laughs> where I'm familiar with and I've heard about and I've, we've been in. It's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, f- for sure. And I really like, I think there was there was still too many humans, relatively speaking. I think they they, they do show different species of you know that are available in D, like you mentioned already the aracocra which was just fucking hilarious we get uh halflings tieflings dragonborn uh we even get to see a Yuanti, which is like a snake person uh we briefly get to see that in the opening um and that was pretty that was really great but also tieflings don't really look the way that the druid was depicted here as well um and there was just overall too many humans i thought that's kind of different but maybe that was also to not overwhelm uh you know viewers that aren't as familiar with dnd which i totally get
0: well i think it goes to the point of this movie and i don't think the point of the movie yes it is to kind of placate the people who love dnd but it's really to bring D to a wider audience yeah, yeah and that's why they did things like not steeping it too much in lore that's why i think they did things like choosing the cameos specifically to find the most famous people in the world then in terms of the famous DD people in the world i mean they could have added more people obviously but like yeah. what they chose to do indicates to me that this film and also from a budgetary perspective it costs much more to add more <laughs> um like cgi or um like like real prop characters as opposed to just physical human characters so but i Uh, feel like it was it was diverse enough um and it really towed the line between being too diverse and still being mm -hmm. interesting or visually interesting uh from a viewer's perspective yeah
1: for sure i really liked you know the different people they encounter the the different yeah wild shapes and beasts and monsters um you already mentioned the owl bears but you know mimics are also a staple like the uh, the chest that suddenly you know turns out to be something else um that's like a staple of of like D as well displace a beast as well intellect devourers and like dragons obviously to huge comedic effect in this movie uh really great we get we have like a very clear view of certain classes which i thought was pretty cool like it's very clearly a druid though underused somewhat uh the paladin of course the sorcerer we get the rogue barbarian and bard all of them are kind of you know the central characters in here and obviously like wizards
0: chris pine as a bard wow just so (laughs) funny i love his like yeah and it's just it's a great way to cast a leading man in general because, mm. like, it's not the typical barbaric leading man because you have the barbarian um, and alongside the bar, It's just like, how do you use a bard in a conflict battle like mm. this? It was just such a really, I thought it was such a creative way to go about doing it.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a little nitpicky coming from me, maybe, uh, the criticism. But bards are usually very, very capable magic users and we don't really see that here, uh, which was kind of a shame.
0: Maybe he's a level one bard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> maybe he is. He does he really is you know, I, I'm pre, I'm it's safe to say that his charisma score must be really high. The things he gets up to in this movie and the shit he talks himself out of, but also sometimes into. Um but yeah, I think some of the depictions were great. Especially one one thing that I really liked was um and it's not very consequential to the movie, so I think I, I can just talk about that. Um Losing concentration on a spell that happens later because one of the characters gets their foot stuck in something and so they can't focus on their spell anymore. Uh, that was like a really good um, yeah, depiction of it. That was a really interesting twist on attuning to magical items uh, that I haven't, I've never seen before. That was really cool. And uh, yeah, it's like kind of a lot of lore and places here and there um we get as we mentioned before the sort of the places but also factions in the world that as as a dm you can integrate into your story or you can just not do that like uh you know the harpers or the emerald enclave are also kind of steeped very deep into the d lore um and yeah but i think something that i just go back to is it really nails how, how it feels like to play a campaign, as you said, with these like net one or net 20 moments. One of my favorite scenes probably is the uh, speak with the dead thing, which is just so yeah. frustrating <laughs> and funny. And it's it just that, that I could totally see that happening in a, in a game. Uh, and yeah, it's just overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not going to say it's, it's an amazing movie, but um i would watch another one <laughs> you know
0: yeah it's a fun time if you want to go to the theater have a fun time watch a f- like an enjoyable movie have a good couple hours that's great right yeah. if you want to have like a, a movie that's gonna really stick with you for decades and decades and make you rethink like the purpose of life <laughs> no not really for you <laughs> <laughs> not, not
1: this one we we can recommend other ones yeah stick to andor yeah, <laughs> but, not, but not this one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like That's kind of the big picture things from my end. I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah, I don't really have much to add, really. I just thought it was so fun. Um, it made me want to play d which is uh, interesting. <laughs> so like, I always want to play, and it's been a while, I guess, since we've played. So I'm very excited yeah. um, by, the poss- by the next time we do get to play. Uh, but... I think yeah, that's really what it made me want to do, and I'm sure it's made other people want to do the same. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's a great way to get the the word out about this 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 game, and I hope it really makes it more popular.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm sure it will be, and it's interesting just to to, to go away from the movie for a second because uh, Wizards of the Coast, the owners of D and D, have made some efforts, shall we say, some big corporate maneuvers and stepping into huge turds as well along the way uh to just kind of because it's DD especially through the release of fifth edition and honestly a lot of things like actual play podcasts like critical role like not another DD podcast like so many others that i talked about in my weekly hook about DD podcasts and there there were some changes that they wanted to make that just garnered a huge outcry among the fan base with with then yeah honestly wizards of the coast backtracking like any other company would with the same rhetoric with the same evasive maneuvers and uh, honestly has many people kind of disillusioned about this like more corporate move but uh you know and i think this this movie kind of seems to really be a big part in this in the plan of of the overall company and i'm really curious where things are going to you know can continue to develop in and yeah i don't know what the future of dnd is going to be there is going to be like a sort of a new edition soon-ish i think next year um they call it one dnd so it's not a new edition but uh, they the way they presented is more in the terms of oh it's going to be an ever-evolving continuous process and um, yeah but also really interestingly because of all of the backlash 5e is now mostly in um, open access (laughs) Uh, so that's going to have some interesting things in the future
0: what do you mean by that
1: uh so they try to so there's the thing called the um OGL, the Open Gaming License, and the, uh, the you know, Wiz- Wizards of the Coast, they tried to change it to get like a new, it has like a 1.0. It was like the default license that I think was established in the early 2000s that just allowed people to use D&D for their creative, like to play, to come up with things that integrate into the um into the system by themselves and do things like play D&D podcasts without having to pay like huge fees to the company and that was kind of a foundation for this blossoming of the of the game of like it gaining so much pop- popularity so they tried to change it to narrow it down and have more monetary to basically get more money out of out of the game and people playing it and uh, that new version leaked, and so they tried to, like, backtrack. Um, and as a reaction to all of this outcry and criticism of the company and how it has handled this entire situation, the company tried, as a PR move, basically, to put 5th um, edition into, into, like, creative commons, basically. I see. Uh, kind of to appease people um because they don't really care anymore i think you know with the new version coming out next year it's like yeah whatever you know so um yeah that's kind of the things that are going on um still <laughs> this was an enjoyable movie i don't want to like ruin the party but uh it just it's just interesting to think of a, from a more like economic uh perspective about like the strategic choices that the company has made and that new fans probably don't have any clue about and yeah just like people who are pretty much very much into in this universe uh know about and yeah it has soured also my love of the game a little bit but um uh you know i'm still curious to see where things are going and you know if that means we get new media properties like movies like shows i'm probably going to be watching them so it's going to be a blast, I'm sure, if this movie is any indication.
0: Yeah, thank you for you know sharing your thoughts. And I had a really fun time just talking about this film. It's really cool to be able to just watch something you really enjoyed and come and have an unstructured conversation. I hope it wasn't too rambly. It probably was. But if you did enjoy it, um, support the show by subscribing wherever you get podcasts and drop us a line wherever you want or whenever you want at contact at or hello at or just go to our website. You can find all the ways to contact us and i guess without further ado (laughs) god damn it again rashad this is terrible for chris i'm rashad talk to you next time
1: bye